Hello and welcome to Know Your True Self, a show dedicated to raising the consciousness of humanity. I'm James. Hey, I'm Samantha. And part of being human, the undeniable aspect of being human that we all face, which makes life so challenging, is one thing, and that is the stress response. No matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter how much you try to stay centered in your true self, there's always going to be those moments, big and small, that initiate that feeling that gets our heart racing, that gets our mind overactive, the blood going out of our organs into our muscles, cortisol levels raising, and ah, we just lose control. We absolutely lose control and become victim to the stress, and that just wreaks havoc on our total energy system. You can feel it in your body when you're stressed out. I think you stop breathing a little bit. Like I know for me, I hold my breath. You might feel hot. You might feel like your heart's palpitating. It might present more as anxiety or fear or anger. I know when I'm stressed, I just feel like I have no patience. Like I'm at my wit's end. And if something were to happen, I might snap. I'm not, not like in a scary <laughs> way, but I might just not have the patience I normally would. And I think I've been in that situation recently where I'm just working like 24 seven and I don't have any energy for anything else. I think in those situations, it's so important to have ways to calm yourself down and ways to just come back to center because no one wants to be around someone that's super stressed out. It's not good for anyone. Yeah. My stress response is a little bit different. I feel like I can be smooth, easy breezy, totally in flow. And then there can be the smallest trigger I can see something that shouldn't be a charge in my Amex account, or I can see something that shouldn't have an impact on me, but all of a sudden it's bringing up an old trauma or something surfacing, and that one little impulse, I can feel it. I can feel it in my brain and then in my body, and you're right, you stop breathing. And when you stop breathing, oh, you become totally out of balance. And I know that like one thing with the stress response is always coming back to your breath and finding that space to meditate. But is anyone doing that? And I look at culture and I look how people are navigating culture and it feels like everyone's just living in the stress response. We've become infatuated with the stress response. We live in a world where we're looking at stress response triggers 24-7. So if you choose to live in the stress response, can you ever find inner peace? And I think that's what you have to start asking yourself is, where am I directing my consciousness? How is that impacting my well-being? And how do I release myself from hitting the stress response trigger in my mind constantly when I don't necessarily need to? We become addicted to that feeling of being stressed out. And when nothing's wrong, it's almost an uneasy feeling of like, where's the next threat around the corner? Where's the tiger in the woods? And of course, that's from our primitive brain, our reptilian brain. It's trying to protect us. It's trying to protect us from things that aren't there. But when we're constantly scanning headlines and seeing what could be wrong, what might go wrong, we're not living in the present moment where, hey, there's nothing really wrong in my life, in my reality right now. I think a lot of stresses we take on are from things that don't even have to do with us, whether it's like gossip or something you read about in the news or something that a friend's going through. And we just like take it into our body and into our energy system. And that stuff can be really hard to shake off. Yeah, we were just talking this morning, I guess, at one of the AI development centers, there's a engineer, someone that was working on it that said, this is progressing too fast and I need to leave this project. And I started talking about Terminator 2. We had talked about how humanity predicts these things. And 
we don't know what we're doing and we're evolving things so fast. Now, where did my primitive mind go to? Oh my gosh, all of a sudden this world could be destroyed, bombs could be falling, I could die. And that's a stress response narrative that I had to put the kibosh on immediately and remind myself it's a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful day. Everything around me is actually blissful. It's absolutely blissful. I'm creating an alternate reality that has nothing to do with the present moment, nothing to do with right now, the time I'm spending with the love of my life, getting ready to take a walk outside and what I'm worried about AI blowing us up in 100 years. That's not the reality. How many future realities do we want to create? How many lanes are unfolding in front of us of false beliefs that are just imaginary? I mean, we're imagining things that are creating the stress response, which is impeding our ability to embrace the present moment. So if we're imagining things that are stressing us out and losing sight of the present moment, maybe just directing our consciousness to the gifts of the present moment, all the beautiful things in the present moment, and we can start there. Certainly easier said than done. I know for me, sometimes when my mind gets away from me, the only way to reset and release some of that stress is to get back into the body and do something physical. So whether it's going for a long walk or actually getting a sweat, I find that when I'm in a bad place, the more intense the exercise, the better. So you can just like really sweat it out. And you'll be surprised. Get a sweat in, take a shower. You kind of feel like a new person. So I think sometimes the mind will follow the state of the body as well. Like we we want to conquer our mind and kind of like wrestle with our mind to pin it down and make it calm down. But sometimes it doesn't work and you have to just find a way to release through your body and then your mind will follow. Wonderful tip. And yes, I mean, without regular exercise, it's tough to keep everything in balance and making sure that you're doing cardio 30 minutes a day, taking a walk, some light weights, whatever works best for you. Another way to reduce stress is love, hugging each other, holding hands, having sex, whatever you want to do to keep it PG, keep it PG right? <laughs> this is, well, we don't swear on this podcast, so we can talk about biology a little bit. But, you know, if you have a partner, put down your phone, spend time together, take a walk together, embrace each other, talk about when you first met, the magic of love. If you don't have a romantic partner, do that with your friends and your family and spend time together and find those real heartfelt connections. I mean, there's a lot of studies that have been done about the power of embracing your inner circle and what that can do for your well-being. Now, sometimes your inner circle might bring with it a little bit of the stress response, but if you work through those things and practice forgiveness, all of the actions that you take, whether it's gratitude, whether it's eating healthy, whether it's meditating, spending time with the people you care about, looking inward in any capacity, you know, exploring your passions, getting in a state of flow, all of those positive actions are going to reduce the stress response. And the more that you practice those and the more you direct your consciousness to the things that are going to bring you more fulfillment in life, the less stressful situations occur. But like you said, it's easier said than done because there's going to be a trigger around the corner. There's going to be the car that cuts you off. There's going to be the person that rubs you the wrong way. There's going to be the new story that just makes you pissed. And you need to stop, take a breath, and not give in to the stress response. I think that's one of the most challenging things that we do is we immediately want to react to that threat. And to find that pause 
and to let that just ruminate a little bit and then pass through us and not hold on to something too long that's going to cause us a boatload of pain and be detrimental to all aspects of our health. And letting people know that during your life when you're going through a lot of stress that you just need a moment, I think is also a good way to handle it. Sometimes it takes time for us to work through our own emotions and to calm down. And like this happened the other night where I was super stressed out. I was like, I just need some space. Like I just need not to like get away from you, but I do need to cool off and and let myself be and come back to a bit of a neutral zone. And sometimes that can only happen if you're by yourself, you know, in your room and just meditating and or reading a book or getting your mind off of something. So letting the people around you know when you're stressed out, when you kind of don't have a ton of patience like you normally would is a good thing to do because otherwise you can get into a weird tiff or there can become tension in your relationship if people don't understand why it's happening and and your stress has nothing to do with them. So where do you go from here? And I think, you know, we've brought up a lot of ideas, but stress is different for everyone. And probably a good place to start is just to identify what's one thing in my life, just one thing that constantly causes me stress. Is it your commute? Is it someone in your family? Is it your patience? You know, where is your stress coming from? Where are you feeling it the most? And work on one aspect of stress at a time. You know, really identify the triggers of that stress. Practice actions to reduce your stress and just focus on relieving yourself from one of those tension points. It's like anything in life. When we try to do everything at once, we tend to fail. When we focus our energy on specific things, it can be a lot easier. I know we've brought up this example on a past episode, but I can get ready really quickly if Samantha says, hey, let's go out to lunch. I just need to throw on my shoes. I'm ready to go. She takes a long time maybe 10, 15 minutes. I I think that's a long time. But, you know, I had to eventually release the stress response of being ready by the door waiting for her and instead use that time just to chill out, relax, meditate a few minutes, capture the center of myself, realize that she works hard and her energy systems work slower than mine. She can't rush to get ready. And Finding that peace and tranquility in that moment still takes me practice because sometimes I want to go. But over the past six months, I've spent a lot of time working on that. The overall stress in our household has dramatically decreased because that one moment of getting ready carries with us throughout the whole rest of our journey of the day. So that's one example of how you can start to identify something that causes you stress that has no reason to. And use those moments to calm down, relax. I mean, you might find that you're stressed out in the morning as soon as you turn on your phone, probably because you're looking at things that are stressing you out. But there's other solutions to that. You don't need to go directly to the news. You don't need to go directly to your feed. You might need to go to your email. But typically, once you start getting in your device, you're not going to one place. Your mind unconsciously goes to many destinations, all filling you with false beliefs and false realities taking you away from what should be the most beautiful part of your day, the realization that you're waking up and breathing and safe. I mean, that's the greatest gift we have every morning, but that gets taken away from us. We lose sight of that gift. We lose sight of these wonders because we go into the current of the stress response, causing us pain, agony, despair, and ultimately making us miserable. 
I also think we can be conscious of how we're dealing with people who are stressed. I'm sure we've all had a friend who is super stressed out and we kind of egg them on. We're like, oh, that must be horrible. Or like, what's going to happen next? Like, be conscious as a listener and as someone who's communicating with other people. Are you stoking that stress? Are you inducing that stress? I've actually had people ask me what might go wrong with a situation before I've even said something will go wrong. Like, are you always asking people what could go wrong? Is that your own, the way your own mind works? Are you thrusting your own thoughts on someone else? Like, I think there's, it's a two-way street also with stress and we can be cautious and careful about having productive conversations that don't send someone into a stress spiral. And a lot of those stress spirals are magnified and somewhat normalized and what we see on reality television. The whole format of those shows is to induce the stress response between participants in some way, mixing people together that wouldn't be together, not letting some, someone see what someone looks like and then marry them. Like, this is all stressful. Like, no matter <laughs> no matter what we do, we're like, give us more of the stress response. Like, none of these shows about wives getting together in different parts of the country are about them working through their nonprofits or big ideas or you know, operating as one collective consciousness to work together. They're like yelling at each other and chucking wine on each other. So, you know, this just shows that like maybe we need to evolve a little bit from that primitive mind and start getting into understanding that we have multiple brains. Yeah, we have that primitive little nub that wants to, you know, eat everyone and take over the world. But then we have this beautiful mammalian brain and that allows us to have social interactions and to have empathy, understand what could be a, a potential ally in life. How do I come together as a tribe? And then this beautiful new cerebral cortex that we have, our thinking brain, it's so new to us. And to think that primitive brain has such a long, in-depth history and our consciousness, our ability to observe our thoughts and behaviors is something we're still figuring out. And with that, we just have to be very careful, be very careful how much we thrust ourselves into the stress response and really focus on you know, where we direct our consciousness to in the future. I love a good percentage analysis. So if you think about where your energy goes throughout the day, you can't give more than 100%. That's the reality. Is 50% of your energy going towards stress? That's 50% that isn't going to something that's productive, loving, caring, nurturing, and healthy for your well-being. So also just think about that. Like, Where is your energy going? What percentage of the time do you feel stressed? And that might make you reevaluate some of your behaviors and the things that you're doing because every moment you spend stressed out, is a moment that's lost from doing something that is beautiful and wonderful. Thank you so much for joining in. Always remember you have a choice. Take an active role in your own evolution. Know your true self.